You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Federation Nation Norm and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pants as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy is looking for someone to run the Battlefield Hobbies store. Really? If nice, yes, he is. I would take it if I had millions of. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. If you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co host Duncan Cartoony Snow Gosling. It's the best kind of snow. I, I, I got it from Acme in a big crate that said Acme. And Lee, Canada is America's hat, Parnell. Which I'm going to go with as opposed to the choice that um, Duncan came up with. Yeah, the cod piece. It's, you just have to look at it the other way around. <laughs> Welcome to episode 57, the one where we hit five days of 15mm nonsense. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? I'm, I'm still astounded that A, we said that much, and B, everyone still listens to us at that point. <laughs> Let alone three times oh, over, Darren. Um, yeah. <laughs> so tonight, now we love you, Darren, it's fine. Um, tonight we are going to be doing um, Welcome Internet Famous. We have two new patrons. We will be um, discussing what we've been painting in Faces, Spaces, Something, Something. We'll talk about the games we played since the last show, because that was at the start of August. There's been quite a few games since then. In, <laughs> yeah, in News from the Front. We'll answer your questions and offer answers. Um, talk events in the event section, and then we'll shoot and scoot. So, Eddie, do you want to introduce our new patrons? I do, and uh, this this week is all about Andrews, which, much like buses, you wait ages for one, and then two coming up at once. So we have Andrew Gabory. Thank you very much for becoming a registered scooter, as I've noticed we've just called it on our Patreon supporter. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Yeah. That's what we're going he, for? He is a scooter. Well, it's better than being a shooter, like Shooter McGavin, I guess. Uh, that's, that's, that's what I thought. I did. I put shoot originally. I thought, oh no, I might. Yeah, no, no. GCHQ no. would definitely be knocking our doors. We've got fifty registered shooters. Well, no, they'd be uh, active as well, wouldn't they? That would be the problem. Active. Yeah, active. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah, exactly. Did you get your hair? It's just me. Um, and also, second Andrew, Andrew Graves. Thank you very much for deigning uh, to give us some of your hard-earned money. Uh, I was this. hoping you were going to save it. Prince Andrew then. Well, no, he's still in Woking, but he can't sweat, so... Yeah. Oh, is he still in Pizza, pizza Express? Still in pizza. I, didn't, I, I lived around the corner from that Pizza Express. That made it all very strange. <laughs> oh, that's what made it strange. That's what made okay. it strange. Not, not, not everything okay. else. Yeah, just that. No, no, yeah, not everything else. Just just that, the fact that you really... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Andrew and Andrew, <laughs> thank you very much for becoming our patron supporters. Um, if you are a patron supporter and you have not yet aligned... Would that be the right term? Your Discord account with your patron email? Yes. That, is that how it works? That should be how it works. If you don't, then just hit me up on the patron and I'll sort you out manually. Yeah, I'm just I'm just hitting that age where text starts to become confusing. TikToks. I still can't work out TikTok. No, no. Well, you guys, you guys are like totally boned, but I, yeah, I should kind of have a feel for it. But no, it's, it's all becoming a little bit too too confusing for me. It will uh, happen to you. Yeah, what well, is this a problem? Um, so yeah, that is our internet famous section. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's talk faces, faces, something, something. And as always, we'll turn to Duncan and say, "What have you been painting, Duncan?" 
Iranians. Uh, he hasn't paid Iranians no, for a while. I've not paid any Iranians. I've not. I really should get around to that. I've got some chieftains with my name on. Um, I've painted some US and some Soviet. US and some Soviets. So there you go. That's a mix. For World War II. So I painted my first engineering. I'm sorry, what now? Are you just doing Operation Unthinkable in 1945? No, that 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 would be cool, but no, that would look really weird as well because my Americans were Normandy and my Soviets were for like you know the winter of '44 type thing. So <laughs> the um, sea landing in the winter, they run across the Black Sea. It's frozen. Yeah, that that would be it. Yeah, this is this is fine. Finland's ours, right? This yeah, it's all good. Um, but no, so I painted the first one of those. That was. 10 infantry stands, so five rifles, three bazookas, and two HMGs. So that was the um, they're the troops from the 29th Infantry Division box. So they look a bit different to my rifleman. So I've got a whole company of those. So the next platoon is undercoated green and ready to go. So um, nice. yeah, I thought that would be quite interesting. They're, it's one of the formation cards from uh, D-Day. So you can take three platoons of engineers. I've got no idea if it's any good. I doubt it is, but I'm not, I'm not sure because those engineer platoons they're quite punchy they got you know they got inbuilt machine guns they've got their they have the problem is they don't have the integral support so the the company's literally a command stand and three rifle company yeah but i mean if, you buy, if, so... if you're buying it it's like a secondary formation yes yeah, it's, it's not che- it's not expensive either if you want to take some infantry it's a pretty cheap way to do it um are they rifles though they are rifle stands. Okay. So, but they're the US rifles, so you still get the um, rate of fire one when you're moving and firing without the additional be- penalty. Um, and some for everyone. Yeah, and you get two, but you get three bazookas in the unit as well, and two HMGs. That's so, I think they I think in my head they're a more weirdly more defensive formation because of it. But I think you can definitely drop the HMGs off and, and run the other stuff around. There's a big part of version four. Um, Massively a thing that happens. It's very difficult because you have to keep track of what's what as well. Yeah. So I'm not sure it actually helps, but we'll see. Uh, and I've started doing some barbly wire for them on the basis so they can tell they're different. So they've all got some, you know, not they, well, not all of them. A few, couple of stands in each one. I've got some Bangalore torpedoes, so I've got them shoving that underneath some barbed wire and stuff like that. So that looks pretty cool. Um, and then uh, because I had some 60 mil mortars. They came with the set, so I painted up some of those. So I've got 16mm mortars now to go with the normal rifle troops. Because right. um, weirdly, they you can't get them. You can get the 81mm mortars um, yeah. in, a, in a set by themselves, but not the 60mm. Are they not both in the same box? No. no. So 60mm oh. come the sprue, and generally, yep. I've got a whole bunch of 60mm left over if you do need some. Oh, no, tell me. No, ask. <laughs> well, that's beside the point. You should have known. You should have thought, ah. Duncan's got the Indian head troops. They won't have anything with them. That no, is fine. Honestly, I I looked at it. It was a bit weird because when we were playing, I was like, these are clearly 81 mil mortars and you get four of them in the set. So how do I get 60s? What's and you're right, they are actually on the list. Well, you can get away with it. It's not it's not the end of the world. I did, but I did think mm, I probably should sort this out. And especially now that, again, I had some looking around because the 29th comes with 60 mil mortars and 81s. So, um, yeah, just purloined those and paint them up in the right the right sense for the um the Indian head stuff so it's all that's all done as well and then I switched tracks and decided that I need to paint some Soviets because that's obviously the logical conclusion after painting some American troops is to go ah oh, I need to uh, I need to paint some Soviets so um I picked up what from last year from when I got the box set for progression the army deal right I worked out that basically it was about a third cheaper than buying the two things I wanted was to buy the army deal and get everything else with it 
So I painted up the BA64s, which yeah. are incredibly small. I didn't oh, quite appreciate nice. how incredibly stupidly small they are, especially when you park them next door to an IS2 or a Churchill. Well, they're, they're, just, they're the same size you... as the Ford Fiesta. Okay. But much cooler. Much yeah. cooler. <laughs> but less, you know, if you're going to do a big shop down Tesco's, less useful, probably. The boot oh, yeah, space probably isn't great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Didn't think about that in the design phase, did they? Honestly. <laughs> um, so I painted up those. So they, I've got three of those. And then I painted up. So I've now got 10 painted Churchills for the. Uh... He's gone. Yeah. Is that just me or is he gone gone? No, I can't hear him either. Uh, he's been lost to the war. So anyway, listeners, don't use plus net as of what I think we're learning on this. <laughs> Oh, poor Duncan. He tried so hard. Lee. In the end, it doesn't even matter. Does it even yeah. matter? <laughs> Lee, what have you been painting? I have been painting lots and lots of British. Oh. Yeah, uh-huh. so, I've been, so I started off with the M10s. Yeah. So I'd um, got all decorated up in the little paper frills for the, the um, burlap oh. camel. He's back. There you are. Hello. Oh. Sorry. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I was just saying, um, I think I misplaced some Soviets. You misplaced them? I've misplaced them, yeah. I'm sure I had Are five... they in Crimea? <laughs> <laughs> Is that their excuse? <laughs> We're slightly misplaced. We're lost. Something's yeah, happened. Happy birthday. Are, they, are they in uh, 1950s North Korea flying MiG- MiG-15s? What, pretending to be Chinese? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, we're definitely, uh, yeah, definitely Uzbek. Um, <laughs> no, these... I'm sure I had five IS-85s and I can only find four... And I'm sure I had nine SU-76s and I can only find five. So something's happened, but I don't know what. Something's happened, but I don't know what. I'm not entirely sure. In the same way that I lost, I thought I had a a, a pot of uh, London Grey and I don't. So I'm not quite sure what's happened there. Something's happened badly in the inventory. I'm going to blame, uh, I'm going to be like, it's going to be like the Indiana Jones thing. Just blame Brexit, mate. Uh, is it or is it COVID? I can't remember. What, what are we blaming this week? There's something... Why, why uh, KFC hasn't got any chicken. Chicken, yeah. yeah. Also, I don't care about that, but McDonald's running out of milkshakes. I mean, how does that happen? Because surely the ice cream is made from the same mix? Uh, is it? No, I don't think it is. But all a milkshake is is just ice cream and milk. Yes. Normally, yes. <laughs> Normally, so, yes. But I, I believe, thinking back to my Burger King days, the ice cream mix and the milkshake mix was a different... They're different machines. But if their milkshake doesn't bring all the boys to the yard, how are they supposed to sell all the rest of it? Well, it does, and they've sold out, and that's the problem. But it doesn't oh. bring all the Eastern European lorry drivers to the yard because of Brexit, so therefore no. there's no one to the thing. They, were, they were had something on breakfast this morning where they had a uh, Russian picking hops in uh, oh. Kent. Oh, there's your Russians then. There you yeah, go. exactly. Was there, was there like an IS-85 parked up in the background? I, I, I only hope so, that it came crashing through the hop garden. And, uh... <laughs> they've got hop gardening in. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've got spotting cathedrals because they really like the spires. Exactly. Was it 156 metres tall? 123 metres high. Yes. Oh, sorry. I exaggerated for effect. Sorry. Apologies. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that's been it. So... I've I've been chugging along and I've now reached at the end of August, which is where we are, right? End of August. Yeah. Yes. On the cusp. Four hundred and forty-five painted. That's something. That is something. So, so that's getting it's getting silly now. I need to paint some more infantry because I'm weirdly I've I've painted more tanks. No, I haven't actually. I've got uh, one hundred sixteen tanks and one hundred twenty-four teams of infantry. So we'll see. We'll see where we get to at the end of the year. But I'm 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 steadily 
yeah, I, I think the thousands out the out the window. Okay, I'm uh, going to have to cut you off there because by my poor calculations, we have just hit five days worth of content of painting. No, of podcast. Wow, five days. So that is a, an actual five whole days worth of shoot and scoot. Absolute drivel. Yeah. And we're going to have to thank our listener, Darren, for working calculating all that out. Yep. He listened, free, listened to all the shows three times just to double check his figures. So. <laughs> so all we can say is... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Darren. <laughs> if you did that, that's a whole month. That's like a, a working... It's not even a working month. That's literally five entire days. See, all I've got in my head still is Craig and David. Craig I can't David. help it. They... Exactly. <laughs> what day would that be? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Woden's day. Woden's day, yeah. Terry, Terry Wogan. Yeah, well, I think he's you know he did enough for this country. Oh, totally. He deserves whatever praise that we can heap upon him. We did make, blankly blank for that long. I mean, God, yeah. anyone can make, make a career out of that. Jesus. Or for five days. Oh, it's a little bit for more than that. Jesus. <laughs> Super catchphrase. <laughs> Lee, what have you been painting? So I have been painting as I said. Bizarre since the deja vu. I've been painting um, British. That was it, and we're trying to figure out what British you'd be painting. Yeah, so I started off the month with the M10s. Oh, yes, M10s. With their um, yep. 3D burlap camo on their front. Looking okay, yep. Yeah, it came up quite good. That one on Is that like a Surrey with the fringe on top? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I painted, at the same time, I painted the Crusade AA vehicles. I just had a thought. Is that the equivalent of like a Merkin for your M10s? Because <laughs> it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be there, should it? Should be on show. Enhancements. No. I mean, they are an M10C. They're pretty you know, badass. Yeah, I see. I, I was. I, I almost went just doing M10s just to just to shock the meta. But ultimately, Eleven Farm had had MCs far longer than had M10s. So I thought. Yeah. But also, uh, why would you do that to yourself? I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, I, I'm not pairing with Daimlers, so it's, you know, as a, as, a, as a thing. So it's, yeah, uh, hold your head up high, exactly. But uh, yeah, so I did the Crusade AAs as well. You know, I probably user wants a blue moon because they get dropped straight I, after um, epson i think i think oh i see what you mean i was gonna say i think you'll find that you'll use them all the time because they're four points of information three points they're, they're three points oh, they're three points i'm gonna hide over here i may be useful but at least i keep the the, the, the boys in the game kind of thing yeah. well they'll still murder infantry won't they in the open yeah but i mean in, in reality the not farmer goes into epson gets a blade a severe blade nose has to rebuild itself within a week of a wise or disband the division and so they think they drop half the, the recce troops and all the and all the Crusader AA to free up yeah. manpower. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. So they drop the Stuarts as well. Uh, they drop half the Stuarts. So they, so they, they, go, the they, go, they go from eight um, Stuarts in the squad in the HQ squadron to four, I believe. Is that is that oh. literally because they can go? Well, these guys can drive tanks, and we've got much <laughs> better tanks just over there. Well, they, like you say, you know, they literally have whole parks of Shermans already building up on the be- on the be- on the beachhead. You know, this is why this is why the Allies win the war. It's like you know, we are, oh, it's a Sherman. All right, just go get another one at the field. Here's the keys. Yeah, yeah. So you can drive a tank, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and basically, the newest crews basically went to get the AA vehicles to start off with because you know they stick largely stay out of sight and it's going to be learning the ropes, you know, on the job training. But the recce, the recce troops are generally the more experienced guys. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the desert veterans, certainly in free RTR, were driving around in the, you know, driving the recce stewards. Really? Mm. Bloody hell! You just thought they'd have earned, you know, not going out and sticking the neck out. Death by that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're not engaged. You're not 
yeah, traditionally engaging, are you? You're there, you see, observe, and feedback, and you've got to be alive yeah. to feed it back. Exactly. Yeah, just the tip. Yeah, exactly. Just the tip. Yeah. Uh, again, I mean, fairly, fairly, I'm not sure if it's after episode or after Goodwood, but they quickly worked out that the 37mm wasn't worth anything. And so they won the first units to make Jalopies, so basically take the turret off. Oh, and just the 50 cal on the, yeah. um, the Pintle ring or whatever it is. Yeah. Which is in contrast to what Seven Farmer does, where basically it works like Stuarts are no good. So it stops using them and then yeah. gets horribly, horribly massacred by Whitman because he didn't have a recce screen. Is that, <laughs> Gosh. Yes. Is that why that all, that all happened with the whole parked up for tea and metal work kind of stuff? Yeah. What the Phyllis Bacash thing? Like five tigers over there or something. Yeah, basically they, they don't have any, but they're, um, I believe um, the Grenadier Guards scout troop were in the bottom of their um, English Channel because the, the ship bringing them over got sunk. Oh, and then um, the County Omery had their stewards, but they stopped using the stewards because the gun was ineffective, but they hadn't actually got round to working out what to replace them with. What's to instead? Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, and it's like, um, it's one of those things that a lot of units had the same issue. It's like, well, what, the stewards no good for re-engaging anything. What do we do with it? And either embrace its recce role, yeah. or you do like um, what 15, 15th Hussars did, where they dropped them and replaced them with dingo scout cars. They found them far more useful for nipping around blockage yep. and stuff. Or you replace them with the ultimate um, Apex Predator, which is uh, a universal carrier with a pit in it. Yeah, well, I think I think bizarrely the army regiments never did. They were all in the infantry and motorised units. But yeah, could they not have just like got a jeep? Would a jeep not have made more sense? I think they wanted some armour because um, you know Dingo still got some protection versus machine gun, you know, small arms fire, artillery splinters. Fair enough. Yeah. My favourite story is the Whit- the morning that Whitman did his whole crazy wild ride. A, a Panzerleer scout officer came across a, um, I think it was a company of Cromwells that had parked up and had no had no protection. It had no you know scout element or whatever. And they, all the officers got out and they were having a, a chat about where they were and looking at the map. Mm-hmm. So the 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 the, the Panzerleer officer, a scout guy, stole a Cromwell. <laughs> he stole a Cromwell. It was sitting, apparently, it was sitting there idling with no one in it. So he just went, "Well, all right then, I'll uh, I'll get myself a tank, I guess." And uh, yeah, went went and the lead Cromwell just got in it and started driving off because they were all <laughs> sitting there, you know, totally unprotected. But, Mr. Yeah. Danbury, Mr. Danbury. Yeah. I've lost my tank. Oh, Was it blown up, oh, sir? No, no, I've just lost it. Some, some I've last mis- I've misplaced it. Yeah, very dice in it and everything. I bet somewhere a Scouse regiment was blamed for it. Almost <laughs> certainly. Now, if it's a Scouse regiment, it would just been propped up on bricks. But <laughs> <laughs> it nicked the tracks. <laughs> this, is how, this is how we got banned in Liverpool like the sun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, so Crusader AAs were painted. If I painted um, the Cornish Stuarts. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I've done with the Stuarts, one of the things I did with the Stuarts was I actually cut off the um, the, ri- the little ring you get on the on the hole top for, for mounting the turret in. Right. So at some point later, I can make jalopies if I bring jalopies back. Jalopies. Have... Jalopies, yeah, sorry. You're in your funny pronunciation. Sloppy jalopies. Yeah, um, so basically I can like drop in uh, a little tur- like a, a, like a tur- turret ring on the top. I think those Stuarts and those wasp carriers, I know you haven't mentioned the wasp carriers, but yeah. those they wasp carriers. But, yeah, spoilers, um, I think they might be the nicest British you painted. I think they might be the, the apex of your effort so far. Oh, wow. Oh, thanks, mate. Well, I, I, no, I, 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 I'm gradually improving, so here you are. <laughs> well, it's just because everything looks so, looks so smooth. I must admit, the airbrush, after the nightmare yes. that was painting those carriers last month, yeah. this month it has been on. It was a little bit rough on the M10s and the Crusaders, and then it's been running smoothly for the um, 
AA, uh, the um, sorry, the, the, the Stuarts, the Wasps, and the Six Panthers are working on right now. Is it the same paint colours you're using, or exactly different? the same paint colours? I think the problem was in back in July. It was just so warm. I think the paint yeah. was just drying too quickly with flow, flow improvering. Right. Because you know, it's watered down Vallejo model colour, which never is great for an airbrush at the best of time. Oh, not, not Vallejo Air? Yeah, because it's bizarre. It's no Vallejo Air. just got myself. Um, no Vallejo Air equivalent of um, Russian Russian uniform or grey-green. Oh, really? See. No direct correlation, no. Oh. Otherwise, I'd be using them. I, I, well, listening to this, and you know a direct correlation Vallejo Air colour for Russian uniform, let us know. Or, or, one or of you patrons, work for Vallejo yeah, one yeah. of my patrons suggested looking at the MIG range, because apparently there's quite a lot of good correlation between MIG range and the Vallejo range. So I'm go- and they work, apparently they're very nice for an airbrush. So I'm going to have a look well, at the MIG range. we are, mo- I say we, my, my old man and I are moments away from putting in a direct order with them. So if that is true... Oh, okay, I'll look and let look me out. Know. Directly with MIG Jimenez? Yes, because he does some very nice 144 scale bits and pieces, and I've got some top secret stuff coming for some projects, which I'm going to impress you all with. In... In Flames of War scale. Okay, I was gonna, I thought you were going to say year. No. Bang, 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 bang. I think... And that... But I... And, yeah, yeah. Say what you want, Duncan. At least my internet works. <laughs> there, <there's>, oh, zing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, do you know what? That, that's a low blow. It's hurt my knees. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's uh, yeah, that's uh, this, this is this is where the, you know, the the podcast starts falling apart. This is uh... <laughs> yeah, five days is the natural limit for uh, for units in combat and podcasters. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, it only anyway. hurts because it's true, Duncan. Anyway, back to this Kings of War podcast. <laughs> Kings of War. <laughs> uh, Something game. I love Kings. <laughs> I know. It's just it makes me laugh. Well, the fact that you've gone back to old school Kane's uh, Workshop games. Yeah, I've, just, I've decided that what I need in my life is uh, it's 1991. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, some of those models you got are, um, are later than 91, aren't they? They're more like mid-90s. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. But I, I want 1990s game, des- game design, but with yep. figures that don't look like someone's mm-hmm. history to them from a blob <laughs> of something. Ronnie Renzen will sort you out, mate. He's all right. Who? Ronnie, the head owner of Mantic Games. Oh, He's I thought that's, that's it. He sound, that sound like a made-up name then. Ronnie, like Ronnie from, Benton, I guess it is. Yeah, it's, it sounded like, you know, um, like a spit from the 1940s. Well, he probably is. He'd, he'd do well at that. Do my bananas? No, Ronnie, I've told you. Oh, go on. Pan, pan. <laughs> yeah. In my, in my former life, we were good friends at the shows and stuff. It was quite funny. Hey, yeah. that's good. I was, for, I was waiting for a punchline there. Sorry. No, that's pretty much it. Just reminiscing okay. during the old days. During the war. Let's yeah. go fish. Fish off my section by berating the Lloyd carrier that comes to the six, PSC six pounder as being... The most unneedlessly complex model I've ever had to assemble. I I had some of those and I threw them away. I actually oh, I, I am pond, I am pondering. So how often am I going to use these things? Yep, Never. that was my conclusion. And, and when they you were... do, could you just use a universal carrier as a? No, yeah. I'm going to do it properly. If I'm going to do it, do it properly. Yeah, they were fi- they are fiddly as goodness knows it's what. Just, though. It's just, for, all all the transmission at the front. It's, just, it's like why is that not just one piece? Why did it have to be? Ah, oh, where. That's because we're, Will Townsend does not believe that 15 millimeter is a worthy scale. Just designs everything for 20 mil. <laughs> Probably. That is well. That's the truth. Okay. That is that is the honest truth. Poor old. Poor oh. Old. Next thing you know, we'll be playing rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs>
Mate, this is a, this is a family friendly podcast. You can't use language like that here. I know. Sorry, uh, rapid fart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Eddie, what have you been painting? Anyway, meanwhile, back. I don't point. feel well now. <laughs> well, good. Um, I've made so, myself quite feel quite bilious. I've spent the last Ooh. twenty minutes frantically trying to think what I've actually painted since the last uh, podcast episode, and I think I've come to the conclusion it was uh, the entrance to that maximal fire slash battle bling clash of titans 2021 i've painted the little plaque that comes with it that says clash of titans 2021 right <laughs> uh, that's going well then yeah that's going really well uh, oh, oh. oh no and my though. aop i can't forget that i didn't paint that last time had i i think so no i thought no. you i thought you had but you were tightening it up yeah exactly so i i, yes. I did that okay. i went back and i've done the proper gray undersides so all the underset because originally it was just all of drab all over and i've gone back it's got the proper gray undersides it's got the proper green. Um, I've done all the windows in black, and I've done some pretty tidy uh, invasion stripes. I'm quite proud of those freehand. You, you know what you need? What do I need? You need you need you need uh, a, a game or an, uh, something to paint for because you painted that whole Panzerleer uh, Panzer 470 list because you had that coming up. Yes. So you you need some motivation. Yeah. Well, I mean, you I went know. away. I went away for a week. Um, I then got a head cold for a week, so that's blown out two of the. The, have it has it been four weeks we've had i don't even know at times become irrelevant now i don't yeah, even know no, I, I lost two weeks to basically work and getting a cold from a guy at work then i had all the french kissing it is all the french kissing it's part no, of I thought it no. it's kind of help it they can't keep it in the pants can they it's disgusting no, exactly. yeah um and then i had we were going to do that barn bash but then they went away you did so i lost the motivation to get an army ready for that um, so yeah, it's just been one thing after another. A bit of a tough that, month, to be honest. That's what I mean. That that you had you, you achieved so much last time because you were working to a deadline. And yeah, that's what, had what the time. To, to I think that's what we need to do. No, I think we just need to impose deadlines on you now. Well, I have that, got that's motivation. I've got one for tomorrow, which is to try and somehow get my fate of a nation army in a board ready position, which doesn't help with the fact that I can't find. Oh, 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 actually, oh, actually, on that, um, I received a strange parcel this week on fate of a nation. Oh, um, I think you know. Remember, like about a year and a half ago, I said that I, I had a BMP one company that that arrived without some RPG figures. Yes. Yeah, the replacement arrived. What? Yeah, out of the blue, uh, yesterday, day before. That's pretty tasty. Yeah, I don't have enough BMPs now though, <laughs> and I don't have enough <laughs> RPG figures still. So it's it's all a bit of a because I I reused the the BMPs I had for um my Iranians. It's a self fulfilling. So I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, it just. I don't. I don't think I need another Egyptian formation though. That's that's probably what it boils down to. Well, you say this. You say this. Yeah, but do I need more BMP ones? BMP what's the problem? Uh, no. Yeah. I guess I don't know. They'd be probably quite good in favour nation. Yeah, there's Ratloff Saga. It's like nobody's business. Saga. Yeah, where are your? Because that's all your BTR sixties and stuff, isn't it? I found the BTR sixties. I've, I've realised. Oh, I that's, that's all right then. I still have like three part. boxes, but I haven't found. I couldn't find the infantry company. <laughs> so you got, you got the transports. I have the transports. Here's the irony. So uh... I found the transports. I found the the little add-on weapons platoon, which has you know the, I've got a large base of yeah. Sabres, oh yes. A large base of the um, what's the Grails? The man-mounted Stinger missile, but not Stinger. Red yeah. eye. No, Grails. Oh, the Soviet version, Grail. Oh, sorry. And I've got SA sevens. Oh, what's the other base that you can get? The one that looks like a Milan. The Saga. Oh, no. um, the, the spigot. Spigot. Yeah. So. Did they have them? 
No, but um, I guess he's got or doing a rainy Iraqi. Oh, these my yeah, my Iraqi ones. Yes, they must be because the speaker. Yes. No, it's in oh. Milan. Ah, yeah, it if, if it's Iraqi, it is, it is a Milan. Yeah, oh, it is Milan. There you go. It's Milan looking like Milan. Melange. Melange. It's a melange. Um, yeah, so I've got. Well, I've got those. I found those, uh, but no infantry just yet. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a fun day tomorrow. I've got tomorrow off because tomorrow is my weekend in one day, and then uh, I'll figure out what's going on. I get it sorted. There might be a mad airbrush rush. Airbrush rush. Well, I honestly can't remember how many T55s I have, which is a bit of a shame. You got. I've got quite what, a few. Five? No, you've. Got, I don't think you've got that many. No, I had like eleven, but then I had thirty. I used to have thirty T34s. Yeah, you had some churches yes, as well. And I've got the um, not churches, um, centurions. I've got some. I've yes. got the four centurions. I've got the IS three. Found those, although they did suffer a bit of a bag drop. So there's a bit of a resin breakage going on. Oh yeah. dear, bag drop. That's, that's never. Whatever sense that that's set in, that's not good. I don't <laughs> think that's it. There's a good sense of desperation. There's no positive outcome there, is there? From the yeah. words bag and drop. No. So um, we'll see. We'll figure it out. I'll see what I've got. I'll throw something together, I'm sure. Will it be Czech? Uh, will it be uh, Polish? Um, well, I found those guys all right. So, <laughs> oh, Eddie. They're, they're mainly T72s, aren't they? Don't it's change, it's Eddie. All, it's all growth. It doesn't matter how quickly I do it. Every little bit is progression going forward, step by step by step. <laughs> I'm just going to keep telling myself these lies and then it'll be fine. Lies. Lies. So, uh, yeah, not a whole heap of painting, but, hey, that's that's the way we go. So, yeah, no no Wheel of Fobby focus at the moment, but please, for the love of God. No, I think, I think we might have to suspend the Wheel of Hobby focus. But, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, it does help when I'm sorting through these things. I, I, like, I found my Blood Bowl team, and I'm like, oh, cool, I should get those out, because they, they were next on the wheel. So, it keeps things relevant. <laughs> and if anything, it helps me realise that I don't need to buy any more armies. Which is, no. you know, true. Yeah. <laughs> For, for maybe, like, <laughs> which, is, which is you know correct yeah. correct <laughs> but need and do are two entirely separate things so that, that is entirely true <laughs> this this is this is yeah unfortunate especially that's with the, bold and horizon the, yeah i feel like i've done more but i think it has just been the, the whole german army i think that was quite a lot i mean you did you did you know put a lot of effort into i was gonna say something else then i, I walked that back but um <laughs> yeah, put quite a lot of effort into into that in there you know, it probably did it was quite training i think i've been doing do you know what i've been doing uh, uh, no i tried to do you sense to dread yeah my my top secret um hobby project which is flying fez industries oh yes oh, yes yes that's what i've been doing um you have so I'm gonna shamelessly plug that for five minutes whilst you guys talk about what you've painted yeah, but that's kind of linked. It's yeah. related to painting and modelling. It is, it is. So I am making, for, for the, you avid listeners at home, he says, <laughs> hoping that more than three of you buy something, um, <laughs> flying, flying Fest Industries are making some custom water slide decals. So I've been finalising my designs. Um, I have an Etsy store that should be going live. By the time you've heard this, it should be going live because I'm hoping to do that tomorrow. And uh, you'll be able to buy some custom decals. Starting off, they're going to be very, very simple designs, and I'll be developing the, the processes and going forward. So it'll be more like geometric checkers. I think, Duncan, you used the checkers for your that lovely rhino. I, I did, yeah. I've used some checkers. They were very nice. I had to, I, re, I realised actually the only downfall to uh, my planning to use them was the fact I didn't have a steel ruler. So I had to buy one yes. of those. That will be going in the instructions as to how yep. best. You Definitely use need one of those things. Um, 
But that was my own fault. Again, that was one of those, I'm sure I've got one of these. And I didn't. Or yeah. if I have, it's... Be fair, still rules are one of those things you do buy and then they do they disappear. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll find it again when you buy a replacement, how it works. Yeah, exactly. You find the replacement, go to put it yeah, absolutely. in the same place as the other one you've already got. To Amazon for that, because it's not the next day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it'll be simple geometric shapes, checkers, straight lines. Um, and then I'll be building up the portfolio from there and going out into the historical stuff um, as, as and when I go through. So Flying Fez Industries, which is kind of exciting, really. We're all excited. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm hoping I can get it all pulled together. Failing that, you know, it'll just become a massive scam. I'll take loads of money and uh, run off to Barbados with the rest of the Patreon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could get a Bogner. That's like, that's because you, you live, you live in Littlehampton. Yeah. About 15 miles up the road. That's probably, that's probably fair. That's about the most amount of money I could get to get going there. Um, yeah, so that's me. So whilst we wait for Duncan to, re, to reconnect. The I'm internet, here. You are here. Oh, okay. I'm here. Yeah, I was just saying the better one. Yeah. I just said they were nice transfers. Thank you very much. You're well, welcome. So, yeah, starting off with basic stuff and then moving on with the designs into hopefully fulfilling the gap that we have the 15 millimeter historical market. The main problem with that being that white, white printers, oh my God, are they expensive? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, it, white's annoying. Yeah. So I can do, you know, white background, like white transfer itself printed on top, but. To get a simple like white allied star on a clear transfer, that's probably going to wait for a Kickstarter or something because the the printers run about three to five thousand pounds to do that. Oh, yeah. oh. But things like the eleventh armoured, the ball on the yellow, that stuff's good. Yeah. So at the moment, stuff like that is going to be is doable. The the best way to make it really pop is to have it over a white background which then means that the decal paper itself would be white, which then means you've got to very carefully trim it. So I'm kind of working with the limitations of what I've got at the moment. So maybe I'll build up to that. Um, at the same time, I am looking, because I know how lazy wargamers are, I am no, looking never. at some um, CAD, CAD? Uh, computer-controlled scalpels. So you may be able to, at some point, purchase a already pre-cut transfer sheet. That sounds like uh, science fiction. I know. We are kind of living in the future now, though. It's pretty clever. So, you know, if it, if it takes off enough and I can run a good enough Kickstarter to get the all singing or dancing, there is a, you know, there's a five grand printer I found that prints in, in white and cyan, magenta and indigo that also has a self-built-in um, cutting tool. So you can literally say, yeah, oh, yeah. this sheet, print on this sheet of paper and then cut it out to look like this. Go. And then that would, in theory, give you an entire sheet of 15 millimeter allied stars with them <coughs> cut out. That's pretty. Which I think would be pretty cool. cool. As a hobbyist, I'd quite enjoy just getting a bag of decals and just being like, "Oh, I want to use this one." So, how are they done at the moment? Like the ones you get in the boxes? Silk screen printing. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, because it's silk screen printing, they basically do first, the first thing they print on the sheet is the actual. Um, cellulose decal carrier so when you get a decal that is actually not the entire sheet if that makes sense you've got the like the you know if you had an allied star and you put the whole thing in water you'd get lots of little individual allied stars floating around that is done with a silk screen of the under the, the carrier the transparent bit that actually comes off the paper and then on top of that they silk screen print white or whatever normally they do a, a layer of white first and then all of your colors be printed over that 
so that okay. you realize the reds because that way it re you know it gives it the opacity so that when you put it on a dark olive drab tank your yellow really pops um trouble is at the moment obviously those printers are really expensive and i'm just using standard printing technology which means that i can print a, prior, a, a layer of yellow it looks really good on the white transfer paper but the second you put it over something dark it doesn't have that white layer underneath it dims it all down a little bit yeah um gotcha. oh, interesting yeah no i i i've been doing research in it for like the last well three months really um and bit by bit kind of building up my like silk screen printing could be something i could go into but it's so labor intensive that you end up then going well i'm going to be charging so much of the bloody decals to make a profit it becomes pointless um which then kind of explains why 15 millimeter decals with the sales volumes they had are so hard to find yeah i can't remember who was the, there was someone who used to do stuff wasn't there dom's decals dom's decals so he had really good stuff but i think he's he's come on a complete sheet as well don't they i, I yeah from memory i can't remember i okay. had some stuff yonks ago but um the funniest thing is uh do you remember white white dwarf about three months ago gave away a free set of um decals with white with their white dwarfers and space marines right oh really yeah, and there was like, you know, it had like enough to do an entire, because they made up the White Dwarf chapter, and then you could put your decals on top to do to do their chapter that they come up with in, during the months. Um, but the first layer of substrate on a load of copies came out at 90 degrees. Oh. So, you, so you had this sheet of amazingly printed decals, but the actual carrier was rotated through 90 degrees, and so none of it lined up with the actual printing. <laughs> That's a bit awkward. <laughs> So that, that that fills me with some kind of hope that you know if they can make that kind of mistake, I can kind of get forward. But um, yeah, Flying Fest Industries, have a look. If there's anything you like, then uh, place an order and see what happens. That's that, that, that's a sales pitch and a half, isn't it? Yeah, that's an elevator pitch. Absolutely. That's, buy some stuff. Yeah. So buy some stuff, and it will get better as we go forward. But uh, I'm looking forward to the little shoot and scoop decals. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you can have little shoot and scoop posters on your 15 millimeter buildings. How cool would that be? That'd be pretty cool. Oh, uh, look like a Teen Yankee, yeah. Yeah. So, faces, faces, something, something. What's next? Um, news from the front. <laughs> Talk about the games, what we've been playing. G -g 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 games? We've had some. We had some, yeah. I think the big one was in the barn for Mike's birthday, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Mike's big barn birthday bash. Yes. Oh, With bangers. I got sick. Yeah, well, it could have been worse. It could have been the big C, or the small C. What? COVID, not. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Holy crap! You make you, you, you take one pointed jibe at someone, their personality yeah. completely changes. Well, it's just a, it's some kind of C. <laughs> Chlamydia. Clap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh dear. Nice to recover there. I've got AIDS, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, I know what I meant. I meant COVID. <laughs> yes no it's not it's definitely not covid it's just the normal head cold which is weird after being like two years of isolation and not getting anything well they, they say that didn't they that that they reckon normal the common stuff's still common so as people start moving around it'll you know you'll get colds and hmm. stuff popping up as well well yeah. I don't know the school started i got a cold literally <laughs> the next day is yeah. lighter sports right now yep that's coming back soon so yep. yeah <laughs> So what was the theme of uh, the barn bash for Mike's uh, birthday? So it wasn't a theme per se. We sort of, uh, we re it was really a chance to sort of get a lot of new guys. I say new guys, guys coming back into version four 
uh, up to speed, really. So, did, um, you, did you did you caveat it all by saying version four is dead, Flames of War is dead? I had to keep saying that. They couldn't work out why I kept saying it, but yes. <laughs> so I think we had, we had the likes of obviously um, Mike Harris, who was hosting uh, Nathan, myself, and Duncan, who were let's say experienced players, and then we had um, Seb, Mike South, and Ian, who was Hungarian, so like new players will have only play a little bit of version four. Um, so we played say five point games, um, played two games each. Nice. It was good. Yes, yeah, so, um, I I took on Mike South first. Um, goodbye, Duncan. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just thought flash up on Skype. I, he's back. There you go. Right. Um, hello. <laughs> so I t- I took on Mike Mike South's um, Desert Rats. Uh, so he had, he had um, you know Cromwell and Firefly combos. Yeah. Um, he had. Oh, I'm sure we had in his force. I'm pretty sure he had HQ and two platoons. Yeah, it, it was like on core. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was one platoon in Stuarts was to get this force, and then he had 25 pounders, I think. No, no, sextons. Sextons, that was it. Yeah, sexy sextons. And no infantry, if I remember right. No infantry, correct. But he had the MTNCs. That was it. Yes, I knew it was something else in his force. Um, and because I was struggling to make a 75-point German force, I'd gone for like um, a Panzer a largely defensive Panzergrenadier force for my German force. So I had two platoons of Panzergrenadiers, some Pack 40s, two Stugs, um, some Wesps, and some Panzer 38 Flak Panzers. Mm-hmm. Um, basically armed half tracks, kind of mass. And yeah. so because I'd gone defensive, we rolled no treat, and that obviously straight away cut down mobility available to his Cromwells because now yeah, they haven't got the flanks to exploit. It's a narrow frontage, which is never great for a Cromwell. You, you can't use your speed to any real significant advantage. Um, and complicating it further was that uh, Mike Harris had installed a big river across the table. Oh, no. Which we only played, we only played as being just terrain with. Um, yeah. Uh, cross checks away from the ford and there was a bailey bridge um halfway along because mike spent so much on that bailey bridge he has to use it every opportunity yeah I, I don't blame him for that nope um horrifically expensive horrifically expensive some would say yes because that's your yeah. architectural standard model yeah yes um and so i still have quite light so i only had like two the two two one of two platoon on the pack 40s down bush uh the wesps and the aa on oh, the little um Two centimeter um, pumas. Um, I had the Stugs, had the Stugs in reserve, along with I think the other infantry platoon. Uh, it's just basically a case of one infantry platoon having to hold the line when the pack forties popped up and rattled away at the, at the Cromwells, and it, it, it kind of worked. Eventually, he just sort of yeah, ran out of strength. Yeah, you know, pack forty versus a Cromwell. It's not a, you know. Yeah, it's fireflight until the Stugs arrived. I mean, the fireflies were largely redundant, but they did they did shoot engage the Wesps at long range and whittle down. Oh them. God. Yeah. Many Clough had got away. Yeah. I forgot I'd be, I, I was on the ground the first turn, so he killed two. He, he, he killed one and bailed the other on the first opening shot. Um, I think they got another hit on the bailed one, so that ran away. But then the last Wesp then stayed the rest of the game just doing very ineffective bombardments. But um, <laughs> One one sole Wesp just bombarding away. Yeah. And my little, I had a little HM, uh, two strong HMG platoon in the barn, which got wiped out by US or carriers because, you know, they are the Apex Predator. Apex Predators. Um, but yeah, eventually I met because, like as we said, his his core was basically very brittle. I managed to make him run, but it was, it, it was good. He thought well, we were talking about the you know, force afterwards and say about how you know we, you really need to try and make get your core up. So like some Stuart, drop the universal carriers and put Stuarts in for your recce because obviously they'll be in formation. Um, 
obviously get going for try we play 100 points going for the um cromwells with three cromwells and a firefly because obviously it makes them platoons a bit bigger but 75 points you know brits do struggle anyway much like germans do yeah so expensive it's, it's going to make for a more swingy game for those armies yeah uh, really, we're only playing 75 points because it's quite a late start in the evening and um we just want to like say for get new guys it just may a bit easier to bring up to speed by you know having them too many things to worry about yeah yeah so how's what's your first game duncan that i play bt Ah, I play, yeah, hungarians yeah. yes hungarians versus americans traditional <laughs> but um yeah, I think BT's only got Hungarians, hasn't he? I think. He has, yeah. I think in, in the game we played later, he actually kind of was, he was using them as Germans because yeah. they were in trouble getting the um, getting the book de- detailed. My my little p- my, the PDF was not like in my laptop. Yeah, but there. So I took them on with my American Stuarts, mm-hmm. and what we learned from this game was that Stuarts explode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> against everything everything's terrifying to a steward yep. so he, he had uh a zarini company which had hetzers and stugs and yeah um Zerini's in so the full the full mixed bag um mm-hmm. but it was it was interesting the cavalry we so this is this is my ignorance of cavalry um i didn't realize they couldn't charge tar, armor tar. yeah we we thought we fought over in the game actually overrun my m18s which yeah, I think I think what we were think we say was that we thought they couldn't charge fully armoured, and we thought for some reason we're going first because the top armour zero we kept. We thought they could charge top armour zero things. So sorry, Duncan. Yeah, go ahead. He's gone again. He's gone again. Oh my god, his internet's been really awful tonight. Because <laughs> I've cursed it. Hey, 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 you, is this you getting back in? You just cut them off every five seconds. To yeah, teach I've, I've a lesson. Him. That's hilarious. You know. <laughs> no. Um, so what about your game too then? Yeah, so my, so my so my game too. Um, I was in, in playing Ian, so but this time I say because the issues we're having um, getting it because we try to use the preview PDF because you haven't got the bagration book yet because yeah. late for some reason. I think the holdups. Um, we switched to using Germans. Had all my German cards with me, obviously because I just played Germans. And I switched to my Churchills, so I had HQ Churchills, um, two between Churchills. So a little understrength M10C platoon and understrength rifle platoon, I think. Okay. Yeah. So I had I did not like 95 millimeters in the CS the CS tanks or my artillery, and we were playing. Uh, he went defensive, I went attack. So we ended up playing bridgehead, which is one of the U-shaped oh, nice. um, setup. Yeah. I didn't have any spearhead, so I couldn't exploit the whole thing of you know you can charge down a flank with spearhead. Really, you can go absolute miles on that mission, can't you? Yeah. And instead, I went for, um, I put most of my force on one flank. I put one platoon of Churchills on the other flank, figuring that he'll pop his, uh, he'll pop his pack 40s out and one of them will flank and get some rear shots. You know, they're dug in, so actually it wouldn't have made much difference thinking about it later. But yeah, in the end, my little, what, the little platoon I sent off on its own, although it did eventually get wiped out, um, it assaulted onto the objective. Um, it lost, it, when his dugs came on, I lost a, I lost two of them. Oh, right. I lost one of them. And then the main two managed to take Ace Dug out, and then they lost another one. But then that last little last church was running around for ages before he finally ran away. <laughs> he was actually just marauding around and holding the Stugs up while the other other platoon fought their way through the infantry that are blocking my direct route to the objective. The little church on the kid. Yeah, 95 millimeters were slowly whittling away the pack 40s once they eventually managed to range in. And yeah, it was, it was a good it was a good close game. I, I at one point. I thought he's going to get it because I, you know, if he, he, 
if his assault, um, if his infantry had held, I wouldn't have been close enough to eject it. But they, they had to fall back, and that got me just close enough to keep the game going. And then I just managed to slowly overwhelm him. I, I think Stugs are a bit of a sleeper. I love Stugs. Uh, yeah, I, love, I, I am a big advocate of Stugs after um, you know, last month's games, where I was using that little platoon with my Panzer Fours. And... They were so annoying compared to your Panzer Fours. Yeah. Yep. Front, I'm a seven, mate. It's, it's, yeah. it's that one people armor. It makes something, yeah. It, weirdly so much more survivable well I think also not having a turret means that you are a lot more conservative with them yeah probably that's yeah. correct you sit there and go their job is to sit here and shoot you from long range in concealment with front armor 7 8 at range laughing at your middly armor 10 you know anti-tank 10 Sherman yeah I mean yeah because I think that was that was really hurting um, certainly Mike um, because yeah. his firefly was out of position only the, only the 75 millimeter um, Cromwell's had shots and stugs and like I say that it just wasn't enough to really reliably get through my armour whereas my tank 11 back Oof. was yeah was enough that certainly I was bailing if not killing yeah uh, yeah so what is your second game Duncan I played Mike I played Mike um, okay so we basically swapped opponents right <laughs> I see yeah that. yeah because we were trying to we were trying to get um yeah people who had played previously I think BT said that he hadn't played since version 2 um wow. yeah I think and yeah, Mike, I think it was version three, maybe. If, yeah, we played. We I, I had played version four of him, but only remember when you when it first came out for late war, you had those weird conversion books. Yeah, conversion books. So that's so he played a little bit of version four with that, but obviously it's not really true. It's like version three point five. So yeah, it doesn't really count. Yeah. but that was that was quite an interesting game. Again, um, I took my what did I take again? I had my Germans, didn't I? Yeah. So that was that was my objective of the game was actually trying to get Mike Everest to uh, play uh, 12th SS stop maneuver used to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the game didn't tell you asked what unit was. Well, that's what uh, it, well, it's when I, I think it was when I pulled out the dice as well and the markers, and he was just like, I can't oh. do it. Went full SS, right? But yeah, the uh, again because uh, into one box, so it's a Panzer IV um, company. And it was just Panzer IVs and uh, Stugs and some armoured half-tracks, which I was using the, actually the Rebel Wind um, tanks for, because weirdly you can't take them with the SS book. Are you? So, oh. no. No, you can take the quad half-tracks, I think. Right. And the single, um, the single was it 20 mil half-track, but not the, um, yeah, the new stuff immigration. So that was a bit odd. But um, they were they were doing all right. I was doing okay. Um I was trading Cromwells and Panzer Fours for a bit, mm-hmm. and then uh, my turned around and went, "Oh, you haven't got infantry. These these carriers are useless um, in this game, aren't they? Because um, they haven't got a PA or anything, and you've got no infantry." And I was like, "Well, they're not useless because they've got um, scout, yeah, yeah, and you can park them in in this field next door to the objective and contest it, and go stay gone to ground. And then I've got to do something about it. And also means that I have to defend that objective by sitting on it or next to it. And that is essentially what broke my formation in the end was." I, I couldn't leave that um, objective un, uncontested. Yeah. And his M10Cs came around the corner and just started leathering stuff. So it took out a unit of, my unit of three Stugs. Uh, it took out two in the last one, um, failed its uh, good spirit roll. Then it munched its way through a unit of uh, Vesps. <laughs> and then um, some Panzer Fours. Actually, it was Panzer Fours first, then the Vesps, to be fair. Um, as I was trying to push around and take out Sextons with Panzer Fours, but Again, that wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be because British in cover are just annoying. Yeah, cautious. So I, yeah, I ended up just we actually it was weird because I, 
I think we've played four. So I've got one unit left. Hold on. No, that can't be right. No, no, I've broken. Okay, right. Good. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. I, I do love it when that happens. When you when, These days, you're playing along and all of a sudden you realize, actually, this game should have ended last turn because I actually got a little information. Yeah. So it, was just, it was just the seven. The seventeen pounders were doing what the seventeen pounders should do, which is every time they're hitting something, it was just exploding. It was none of this, or it was like two explodes and one bail. Yeah. You know, it wasn't this kind of I've, I flubbed my three up firepower and and uh, you know, oh, you're an SS Panzer, so you're just jumping straight back in your in your uh, Panzer four. It was no, I've hit you. You've got no save. Oh, and your turret's now two hundred feet away. Yeah. Right. Okay. Next. Um, this, this is a Hollywood, This is the Pinewood propaganda movie version of, of a yeah. seventeen pounder. <laughs> It's also, I mean, exactly, like, but it was again those universal carriers. Sorry, yeah, it's also you say like he was like, oh, those universal carriers, oh, they can't kill anything, so they're useless. And it's like this game is not about killing things. Mm. So and Mike Mike South has played a lot of 40k. I think, and as he admits, you know, he's trying to adapt his mindset from 40k, where they have objectives these days, but it's not really the same way we, you know, we we play objectives and playing for war. Yeah, and. That, it's just a, it's a it's a change in mindset which he's, he's getting used to now but it's quite interesting to watch it happen as it were having done this many yeah. years ago already come for that same process well and that's it that that so you got two point universal carry unit that i didn't really want to dedicate a unit to shoot yeah i mean i think i did in one uh, in one phase i think i did dedicate some tanks and i think it just you're on sixes to hit so i mean yeah if you hit it you you probably murder it with a 75 mil but you've got to, that means you've got to t- dedicate a lot of firepower to kill something that really, really isn't um, worth it in that term. Worth your while. Yeah. Uh, no, not. It's what makes those. Dame, got, uh, those sorry. Um, fireflies running around. It's what sorry, makes those Dame the, those Dame the M10C combos so annoying because, like you say, it's just the M10s are there. Why you doing it? You, you got to try and deal the, the Dame that's sitting on the on the objective, but you're there. Sixes to hit at best, and it's like, yeah, just ugh. well, exactly. If I'd have had my, I was saying afterwards, what I should have done is dropped a Panzer four and put in a unit of beach bombs, and the beach defenders would have, you know, yeah, they'd have been shot at by the universal carriers probably because they were an infantry target, but they would have, you know, they would have held that objective more readily than anything else, yeah, yeah. and it would have freed up a unit of uh, tanks to go do something else, or, um, you know. Yeah, potentially it would just change the dynamic because Panzerfaust and when you've got, I think when they, you give them rifles and so the rifle arm ones, not the MG armed ones, and then a Panzerfaust, I think it's six points. I think it is just a straight trade for a Panzerfaust. Yeah, I, I'd rather give that, the beach yeah. bombs, yeah, the, the spend the points of giving them Panzerstrecks and Panzerfaust rather than upgrading to MG armed. It's just like yeah. And for new listeners, Absolutely. the beach bombs is a, a the um, Grenadier Beach Defence Force. Is that right? D-Day, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so reluctant, crappy arms troops, but they do get the Panzerfaust rule, which makes them pretty good. It it just means that they yeah they hit on threes, but if you're not firing, and I think that's the the thing about having rifles rather than MGs, you don't get necessarily tempted to fire them that often. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you've only got a rifle. You're not gonna. It's rubbish if you're pinned or on the move. But yeah, really, they're just there to deny your opponent one of the objectives or at least contest it i mean that universal carry unit just did it probably did, did all of the work but yeah the universal carrier did all the work without doing actually anything just yes. by being alive because like i say it's it's a what's it what did it say it's a force uh force in being or whatever it is it's what that naval term where you have yeah <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's, it's one of those things as well where don't just get something killed if it doesn't need to be killed mm-hmm. yes because if it's there you can do something with it, and it's it can be really irritating. So yeah, forcing being, 
That's it. Forcing being. That's that's it. Cheers. Yeah. That's right. But it, yeah, it's that that idea that yeah, if it's dead, it's dead, and it's the problem solved. Is that Whereas, like the reason they kept the turpits all locked up? Exactly. It, was like, it wasn't doing anything, but it was there. Exactly, exactly. that. Yeah. Oh, look at me. <laughs> yeah, you still have to build it into your thinking. Again, because they didn't have a peer, they weren't tempted to shoot. Whereas if they had a peer, there was probably a chance that he'd have been tempted to shoot at one of my tanks, which would have made it a hell of a lot easier to actually take them out. Well, that's the problem with the puma, isn't it? That is the that's yeah, the puma conundrum. I took the five centimeters off the pumas because all the recce guys were thinking they're in a tank and going, "Oh yeah, we really could. We'll take a shot." Oh, it didn't work. Oh no, now we're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because if you just had an MG and a two centimeter cannon, you'd be like, uh, "That's not." <laughs> Well, exactly. They turned it from an offensive thing to a defensive thing. So I must there... I love my pumas. <laughs> the, the puma, the puma question is is an interesting one. I think because it's two, it's two stands, isn't it as well? Yeah. Oh, I think that's, it's just yeah. It's funny. It's not only that, it's it's reluctant. So if you, so, when you inevitably get do you lose that one tank, you are inevitably going to lose two tanks. So. No, no. When you do lose that one tank, it's never going to run away because it's reluctant. I, I, well, unfortunately, it hasn't happened yet. My if business. it was fearless, the other one would be gone in second. <laughs> no. But because it's reluctant, mine lasted four turns. Oh, wow. That's better than mine ever done. <laughs> well, yeah, the other thing is that they don't, because they're reluctant, they don't even need to die. They just need to get bailed out. Yeah. I mean, if one gets bailed, then yeah, the other one's running away. But if it gets killed, then the other one's going to stay on for like four turns and then run away. I think that is the most dispiriting thing. One gets bailed, you fail your test, then you fail your next test, and you remove five points and go, huh. Do you know what I am looking okay. looking forward to? It's the... What's that? The, is it the 234, two, which is the Puma chassis, but with the Pack 40 on top? Yep. Oh, Desperate desperate Pleasures. That was one of my favourite units. It's very weird, because it's one two centimetre and one Pack 40, yeah. isn't it? Yep. It was just glorious. It was just like... I'm just going to very carefully go around, do my scouty thing. I'm a scout rookie unit. I mean, in version three, it was obviously they had, they could lift onto ground as well. So they'd be like sitting there and you'd risk the two, the, the two centimeter to make it not worth shooting. At. Yep. And every now and then you'd be like, right, there's, he's running away with his platoon of understrength stuff. I've got his pack 40. He's going to blitz out of these woods and just put two pack 40 shots into the side arm of that platoon mm-hmm. or across the board. And, oh, look, I've killed one. Oh, look, you've run away. It was so good. <laughs> it was so much fun. It'd be very carefully, you know, and it was the whole thing. You just sit there, it doesn't do anything, doesn't do anything, doesn't do anything. And then all of a sudden there's a pack 40 in their side armour. And that that makes, that ruins people's days. It, that mindset is quite interesting because giving someone a puzzle to essentially try and work out. So I'm going to keep this alive. I'm not going to get it killed. It's going to sit here. It's going to yep. be annoying. Right, you've got to work out now some way of killing this. Bring back planes. Oh yeah, that was the other thing in the first game. My bloody planes. <laughs> my thunderbolts were awful. <laughs> Things awful. look so look so pretty soaring over that Italian Italian table you're playing on. I look I over and I can see on the table and I live oh, they look awesome. Well I they tried they came in four turns out of six. So they already so they came in more than they should have done. Um, but they literally did nothing. So the first turn they tried to range in on uh, the Zerinis and Stugs, which were clustered together, failed to range in. Uh, second turn, they tried to 50 cow the Zerinis because your their side armour is only two, I think. Yes, I think that is their weakness, yeah. Yeah, so you just hose them down with that. Uh, I uh, hit once and uh, BT passed the save <laughs> and they just ignored that. And then yeah, they just didn't do anything again. So I could give up on the aircraft now. <laughs> I don't know. The thing is that the 
there was plenty of opportunity for them to do something, which I don't know if that's that in it in and of itself is you know if you roll enough you got to be in it to win it type thing. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to be in a position to. It's the Emil Heskey question, which is a football reference. I realise, but essentially, it was if you have <laughs> if you have a hundred shots on target on goal, at some yeah. point the keeper's going to miss one. Yeah. I mean, the problem with Emil Heskey is that he had like a hundred shots and only two were on target. So, but um, but you know, it's that kind of you throw enough dice, something's going to happen. Or should, but no, it does. So, forcing being, you have to take them into account. Well, yeah, that's it, and. I guess for them to earn the points back, they only really need to kill one thing if it's high enough value. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I, I find it ironic that I don't really like. I don't dig planes like you two, and yet I'm the one that's that's still going. Well, you know, planes. <laughs> uh, no. It's because we we prefer our planes to be either you know uh, a strategic asset. You know, we like we like our you know our our big city bombing missions and like deep deep interdiction against re- reinforcements. Deep deep what? Interdiction. Okay. Sorry, I broke up a little then. <laughs> the um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like the Thunderbolts are cool as well. I don't know. Nine points. I think the other thing, the interesting thing with the American Army is that you have got enough points to kind of fit them in. Yeah. Like you're not like the German stuff going. Oh my God, how do I afford 14 points with this Stuka on with a cannon? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like I just think they offer something completely like that nothing else does. And I think the Thunderbolts, the Thunderbolts certainly are so versatile what they carry and what they bring. Well, that's it. They might be turning up every other turn, but they'll be doing something every other turn. They'll be a threat to something. It's not like the yeah. cannon ones, which, oh, you have yeah, any yeah, medium You can't tens. do this to me. Yeah. I've, I've, I've got my M10s instead of my Thunderbolts for the warfare list. You can't be doing this to me now, man. You can't. No, but you need the M10s. You need the M10s. I do, actually. Yes. I, I'm talking about on top of M10s. I'm talking about gravy on top. Delicious, delicious this, gravy. This is just vaguely sexual now. You're putting the gravy on top of the end. Well, do you know what? The weird thing is, I don't even like gravy. So it's, you know. How can, what? How can you like run? gravy? That's, that's, outrage, that's outrageous. Well, you know. And also, I'm a great believer in only one condiment. So also, these people, you know, have applesauce and gravy. Or mint sauce and gravy. No, no, no. That's too much. I always find mint sauce is a great way of ruining a nice bit of lamb. But yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Do you not like that deeply acidic, uh, vinegary hit? It's like if you there's a place for um, mint sauce and it's a, a, a bad bit of lamb. But you know, you've got a bad bit of lamb while you're eating it. So. In, a, in a Toby's carvery. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that called mutton at that point? Yeah. Is it mutton oh. dressed as pork? I just realised that I never game, not just the games in mics. So I played Nathan as well. Oh. Yes, you what? did. I played Nathan Dan Dyson. Was my first, when I first, my first use of the Churchills. I thought. Um, Mike's was. I just realised. No, I actually, said Churchill's before, literally the day, the, earlier that week, and that was against Nathan. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I was. That was a hundred point game, and we were playing. I look at the photos and try and work out. Well, I think we were playing something like free for all or um, encounter. I'm guessing free for all. Cause all our forces been table. And it was, it was a great mission because I had one between the Churchills and one flank. Just Pac-Man his <laughs> entire flank. Oh, wait, they assaulted the beach defenders and let them. Then he assaulted his Falchamaker. Because he was using um, Falchmaker list with um, oh yeah uh, the breast defender card, so he had yep. um, he had the you know, beach defenders in to make the unit slightly cheaper, but still keep the bulk of the formation, which is good. Mm-hmm. Nice card. He had um, unit Stugs in there, um, some artillery, and the Stugs and the M10s and the Churchills had a trade off of shots. Well, I think he he bailed one of my six pounder Churchills. Which then stayed bailed for the rest of the game, and eventually died from being pinned, you know, bailed twice effectively. 
Um, and so that, the rest of the platoon actually went to soldier on for one, and they lost another one. Eventually, eventually they did run, but they held up his army on that flank. The M10s then had a, a little duel with the Stugs. Two, they, they killed one Stug, the Stug killed two M10s. And then eventually really? the two remaining oh, yeah. M10s managed to kill the um, two remaining Stugs. Oh, this, is that, this is that game where I, I thought my, my M10s were as cursed as my airborne 17 pounders were, but eventually they did, they, they did bring it back. Yeah. It was just so, the funny thing was just that left flank where these Churchills are just marauding all the way through because his pack 40s couldn't get shots. His Panzerfaust and pack and Panzer Strex were hitting me by the four plus save, and I kept making it. So defensive fire, I was just laughing off his defensive fire, which actually was making me a bit complacent. And that would bite me later when I was play, um, playing um, BT, when I actually got over overassure myself a bit of stop Panzerfaust and didn't. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about the church is that I think they really are a momentum weapon. If you mm. can keep them rolling and just keep like just smashing into stuff, yeah. They do feel like they, they put your opponent under a disproportionate amount of pressure. Yeah, because Nathan was trying to scramble around his pack 40s to get shot get the shots in. Yeah. Um, he, he put them to control his own advance onto the other objective. And when that stalled, and when I'm threatening the other objective, they sort of scramble around to try and then deal with me, as it were. And it's just, um, it put them out of position, basically. I don't I think, think he was expecting me to go quite so leery with the Churchills. Maybe because I hadn't been expecting, I just got into it <laughs> well i think they're one of those things that unless you've got a good answer for them mm. like everything's a bit dicey yeah everything's like well this could stop them but it's not you know it, yeah. i can't really yeah and if I, it doesn't i didn't have any heavy church or it's all the basic you know basic front of the nine ones but it was surprising how much the pack 40 just seemed to be a str- struggle for it it's, it's that four up to hit as well mm. so you were immediately discounting half your hits yeah half the so yeah, so even a big platoon of four guns. Okay, so you got four hits. Okay, and only one third of them are actually going to do anything. Okay, yeah. so you're like, oh, well, you might get might get one penetrating hit. What's the remount? Is it three up? Three up, yeah. So if you got your formation commander anywhere near, then that platoon's yeah, yeah, pretty hard up. to stop. Three up to remount. Three up to um, counterattack, I believe. Only four plus for um, obviously last stand, which is what yep. eventually bites you, but. Um... And only four plus on the assault because they're only trained, you know, effectively trained, and they don't get like they don't get like deadly like say the um, infantry do. No, hmm. but yeah, it was, it was it was interesting. It was an interesting game. It's what really really got me into playing the Churchills because like I say I've never had Churchills, but there's never been a tank that greatly interests me, I despite love. being sort of my grandpa used during Korea. But um, <laughs> love the church. I, I've love always the church loved the, ch- sorry, the Churchill. Yeah, I think I've got again. Now I'm here. So you, you love the Churchill? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I just love the Churchill ever since I saw it as a kid outside the D-Day Museum in, in Portsmouth. Right, yeah. And a crocodile one that's just sat outside. and it just, it's To me, it's like a proper tank, if that makes yes. sense. Like, it's just a huge, hulking great. Like, you look at it and go, dear God, if that's coming towards you, like, that's just, you know, new trousers all around, because that, <laughs> that thing's not stopping. It's like a pillbox. Yeah. I have heard Churchill describe a tank that he sort of draws. It's like a tiger. It's the sort of tank he draws a kid yeah. to try and draw a tank. Yeah, exactly. Just a box with a turret, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah, full murder hobo. Just It takes all the <laughs> hits and just keeps coming. And It's one of those things that it looks like you could shoot 90% of it. Off. I don't know. It just it looks rugged. Yeah. yeah. I love them. It's made the most redundant parts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, expendable parts. Do we need this? Well, you know, well, we could do. Yeah, but do we need it? Or well, we can function without it. We don't need it then. That's fine. Does this, does this fill you with joy? Yes. <laughs> Very condo tank collection. 
And cool. yeah, I, yeah, I've had, uh, we'll be playing, me and Eddie will be playing Fate of the Nation tomorrow. Yeah. We'll report awesome. that, next, report that in the next podcast. Is, is that the Israelis again? I'll be using my Israelis. Maybe I haven't got into anything else yet, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's the, 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 the Magak list. It is, yeah. Because I haven't got around to paint anything else yet. I actually, I almost did try and paint um, some wreckage, but I just didn't. I, I thought you had that um, infantry formation as well now. I've got the bits to do it, so I'm going to okay. doing it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I, I, yeah, you hadn't got around to doing it. I, just, I knew they had the bits, if that makes sense. I think what will happen now is now I, I'll play it tomorrow and this will gee me up to doing some foam painting or something. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow morning is going to be frantically digging out um, Egyptians I actually <laughs> Back on the foam. <coughs> Back on the fate of a nation. Fate of Best a nation. Yeah. We're going to play on um, Dice Saloon's um, Canyon table, they call it. So oh. we'll be interested to see how that goes. Because it's going to be. We might have to rearrange their um, tiles. So it gets us. I think it's, it's set up more to like a Warhammer style game, where it's you know, a big set, like a big cauldron in the centre, which is great for Warhammer. It's slightly less great for all these range 40, firepower 2 weapons. Well, I've got some. Well, I, haven't got the, I haven't been able to go get the buildings, but I've got some smaller line of sight blocking hills with ridge lines and stuff. Cool, okay. So I did, I did, yeah, I did ask to borrow his box when he was with um, the roads and those rocky hills in as well. Yeah. So. I think, could you yeah, not do so like think... a um, Golan Heights? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Israeli centurions just screaming pull from the top of a cliff. Okay. Should we go on uh, to an officer answers then? We shall do, yeah. Okay, so the first question is from our new patron, Andrew Gabri. Gabri? Gabri? Gab or Arare. I've got a uh, see, You know you've made it. it as a patron when Eddie murders your surname. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. It's part of the experience, yeah. Um, it is. So, for Flames of War, Late War, it says, any thoughts on using a parachute rifle company versus armoured rifles in a D-Day American list? Okay. So, including parachutes rather than rifles. Yeah, like using the airborne. So, I would say my initial reaction is that, you know, 506 Easy Company, Parachute Rifle Company, is way better than any armoured rifle because I have just finished watching Band of Brothers. With oh, the so I'm totally all up there for doing a Normandy Parachute Rifle Force and then a Bulge Winter Rifle Force. It's 506, that's the 101st, isn't it? Yeah, 101st, yeah. Yeah, yeah the show-offs, you don't want them. Show-offs, yeah, not the 82nd. No, you want the 82nd, you want the 82nd, you want Gar- American. Garvin... Yep, all American, all American Americans. Yep. I so they'll be cheaper than an ARP, I imagine. ARP's pretty, pretty chunky. Mm. Well, it's whether you want the half tracks, basically. The half tracks and Yarman mortars. Ooh. And also yeah. the um, Scott. Are you thinking about the formation though? I think it's less about formation. Actually, it doesn't say actually. It's no. Not, see, I'm much less about support as a. He says a parachute rifle company. He says oh, okay. company in the question, so I imagine it's yeah. The, the, as the formation, do you go parachute rifles or armored rifles? Oh, okay. Then, then my answer is yeah. I revised my answer. It's, yeah, AR, it's the ARP. As a support platoon, that's also an interesting question because I think at that point the parachutes might be a more interesting support yep. platoon. Correct. Yeah, so it, that, that's what I was thinking. Because they obviously Par- have a higher, the higher morale and the higher skill, and the better assault. The better assault. Yep. Do they get more integral bazooka, or am I misremembering? No, I, they only get two, I think. Yeah, you can add an extra one, but you can also add a machine gun. Yeah, um, nothing gets more integral bazookas than an ARP. I think it's five. Yeah, they get they get a they both get a mortar in the platoon, if I remember rightly. What? Yeah, well, yeah, ARP is mental, mm. but it is it is expensive because you're buying a lot of yeah a lot of extra stuff. 
MG trucks that you may or may not. Well, you will want them. I mean, they're not going to hurt. It's going to. Well, they, well, if you get into tanks, then they're not going to do anything. Yeah, but they don't cost you anything either. If they, I suppose they do. If it's a competitive game, they'll they'll explode, won't they? You lose a platoon. So you or you send them to the back and then not have them on the board. Uh, yeah, I. I I think the ARP is probably more flexible. Lee's right, the support options. Armour, mortars and scots for, was it five points? Yeah. So a standard rifle platoon, parachute rifle platoon. If you go if you go full full banana, it's four, yeah. 14 points. Gives you seven yep. rifle MG stands, a 60mm mortar and one bazooka. You can add a second bazooka for a point and you can add up to two integral LMGs which are a nice rate of fire five heavy weapon teams for a point. Yes, the 30 cows, yep. Um, your standard ARP platoon, he says scrolling down to later in the war when they're like guys on the beach. And obviously they they're veteran hit on hit on fours? You can have either. The, there's both flavours. There's veteran Parach- and regular. Yeah, parachutes are hit on fours. They're, yep. they're the old school veterans. So hit on fours, fearless and veteran. Whereas for um, hit on four, ARP are not true veterans. No. So I'm a rifle. So if you go for the non hit on three train, so hit on three, four up skill, four up confidence, then you get four, oh my gosh, for fifteen points, six M1 rifle team, five bazookas, two integral LMGs, a sixty mil mortar, and then your five half tracks, two of which are fifty cal. Yep. And a partridge in a pair. That is a lot of stuff. Yep. If you go for veteran. Which or, or, or pseudo veteran, shall we say? Scrolling down, do I find it? There's so much stuff made that. Do that. There's <laughs> there there super sick. Super sixth in Brittany. There we go. Our rifle company HQ. Oh no, that is the same one. Why can't I find the veterans? Are they before or after? They're after. They are after. Mm, Man, sure. it said things on the internet. No, because that's all the company support stuff. Are you lying to me? Possibly. <laughs> I'm BD. <laughs> uh veteran armor rifle company page 74 that's the painting guide 84 there we go armor rifle platoon here we go there we go so the same thing but veteran so yep. careful which means hit on fours trained four up but has tactics of three plus that is 19 points. that's six six rifle stands five bazookas two integral 30 cow MGs, 60 mil of the five half tracks, two of which are 50 cows, and three of which are 30 cows. It's okay. a tough decision, man. What, between the powers and the ARP? I think, I think so. it depends. What, I think it depends what else is in your list, unfortunately. That's a real cop out answer. But, you know, if it's a single support platoon, I think the powers are probably more versatile. Um, but again, it depends what you want it to do. Mm. The company of ARP, I'm a, bit, I'm a big fan of the ARP company. I'm going to do one for mid war um, because it's just been, um, you know, mid war. Having that many integral anti tank assets and yeah. everything else, it's just it's borderline I think, cheating. I think an ARP platoon is better at holding ground, and a parachute platoon is better at taking it. Yeah, you're gonna have to shoot yeah. your way onto an objective, I think, with an ARP because you're just gonna pour so much fire into it. It's just gonna. They get, have got the firepower too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably slower though because yeah, I think the paras have got that age. I, 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 it goes back to the fact that. Um, D-Day Americans is a great book because it feels quite balanced. Like both so teams. Swiss Army Knife as well. Yeah, yeah. Paras are cool. I think the other thing is that you, Paras though, is worth taking into account is you do pay the Paratax for all their support stuff in the company. So yeah. all of their like, bits and bobs like the mortars and machine guns and all the stuff that should be relatively cheap isn't as cheap in the Paras. But it does have that lovely three-up skill. Mm, yeah. 
So, you know, I mean, admittedly, you never take an MG platoon, but then that's because no. you've got the integral MGs in the company of platoons, like that, if you're worried about. Yeah, but it's even things like the, you know, anti-tank guns. So you, it looks like a big formation when we start whittling it down, going, well, that's too expensive. I can't take that. That's too expensive. I can't take that. It's not as big as you think it is. Yeah, and then anti-tank guns yeah. that hit on fours, that's a big difference. And and fearless. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, so the thing with the fearless is obviously I found when I've insulted, when I've managed How to get... How many points are they? Uh, ten points for four six-pounders, actually. Ten points? Yeah. Okay, now tell me how many of the ARP are. Be fair, oh. ten points for four is the same as a British six-pounder. Yeah. So you can go for veteran, pseudo-veteran ones 57 mils are nine points for three and they come with three 50 cal half tracks or you can buy the guns on their own you get three 57 mils for four points and they're hit on fours but they're you know yeah that's what i mean about the the power attacks yeah i can see that i think that's where it starts beginning getting expensive for the paras i think that's why they're better off as a support platoon i mean the arp can also take an m8 scott so yeah yeah best hey, scott best assault gun <laughs> Yeah, nice. Uh, David Palmer asks, like me, are you excited by the new weird war stuff from Clockwork Goblin Minis? As a Conflict 47 fan, the models are excellent, could work well for Flames of War using modified rules. What do you think? Well, you have opinions on this, don't you, Eddie? <laughs> I'm waiting to see what you guys say. Well, I think discussed previously my dislike for weird war, so I'm going to sit this one out. Uh, I've got it already in 28mm. I am so excited. The froth knows no bounds. I think it's cool. I, th- I think it'll be. It's, an, it's a nice idea, especially if you've already got, you know, significant fifteen mil armies, because you can just add a few platoons well, in. That is exactly what I'm thinking. So I'm, I'm actually, I think I'm going to make my own Flames of War unit cards for them, um, and then I'll, I'll make a, a thing on the Discord channel for the, the patrons to help get a sneak preview and play test the rules before we actually release them to the wild. If that makes sense. Or as unofficial cards? As unofficial cards, yeah. So it would be... I've already started... I'm, I'm already seeing it again. Okay, the walkers, how that work? It's like, well, it's a tank unit that can assault, obviously, tanks. Um, and I'm thinking about putting them on bases. Bases? Then it gives, yeah, so, you know, at, at the moment, your tank teams aren't on a base, but a walker mm-hmm. has a front arc. Okay. So... That would make sense. Yeah, it's a way of porting over the, the, the element of, like, forward fixed guns, that kind of thing. Um, is by you know then fitting them onto like large bases or medium bases or small bases depending on how big they are. Um, so I am super excited for that. Is it just the vehicles they've they've looked at so far? Uh, so far they've sneaked peeked the vehicles, but I've yep. also heard rumours that they well they're gonna well actually no, I've saw a, it's a Facebook post they they're gonna do the whole range okay. so you'll be able to get all the weird war infantry and like the you know heavy armoured Germans and all the other rift tech stuff they've got. It's quite interesting because I think Clockwork Goblin predates Warlord, so I think yes. Warlord picked up the line and then they yeah. they they started off in fifteen mil, did yeah. all this stuff, and then they went to twenty eight mil and did the thing with Warlord and went on that way. Yeah. So the Clockwork this, this fifteen mil stuff is only going to be available through Clockwork Goblin miniatures. They are only selling it direct. Yeah. Um, are they going to do a Korean War range? Just so interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think they're going to have their hands pretty full with just porting over the 28mm to the 15 Um But with the tester weapons and stuff like that, I've actually, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be not a nice, fun thing. And then, obviously, because it's in 15mm Weird War, that then lets me bring in my mouse and other things. 
It's interesting you say that. I've got a mouse for 28 mil for that. Oh, well, you know what you can do there, then, can't you? Is we, we can that? make a 28 mil army and use Flames of War rules. Yeah. <laughs> I, just like, I, just, I just like the 28 mil mouse because of the, the girth on it. It is a hefty, chunky boy. The thing, the thing is, yeah. if you're doing Weird War, then why would you not use one of the good, one of the good German super heavy tanks, like E100, rather well, than the weird... Mouse is just such a weird... club someone to death with it. Especially because it's definitely E100. And the mouse, used, yeah. is, mouse has got an E100 turret, hasn't it, remember rightly? Yes. No, no it hasn't. No. I don't they're, think so. We're not using a turret from E100? Is that why used on it? Okay. I didn't think so. I thought, because it's too, it's too slabby, isn't it? I'm going to be... Prove, hold on. I'm going to prove myself wrong now. I, you, I, I, no, I'm probably wrong. I'm, I'm the Uli, I'll make E100 rules as well. See, my well, well my, my favorite of the E series was was a really small one, the E5, which was going to be like yeah. a, a Hetzer and that APC and all that kind of stuff. Well, wasn't there um, an E25 as well? Which was it? Yeah, an E20? it was E. If I remember right, it was E5, E25, E50, E100. Yeah. And the 25 one was a Panther. A tiny little Hetzer, but with a L470 gunner, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, some of that, yeah. I've got one of those by the tank, <laughs> and it's hilarious. So, yeah, David, I'm super excited for Clockwork Goblin Minis. Um, watch the Discord for my sneak peek preview rules as soon as I get my hands on some of them. And uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, so there's no, no Patreon incentive, people. If you want to see what we're working on, join the Patreon, you'll get into our Discord. Yeah, you can see Lee just, like, internet sighing at all of our misplaced enthusiasm. Be fair. The, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with you here. The, the Clockwork Goblin was at least avoids most of the tropes I hate about Weird War. There's no SS dominatrix weird werewolves crap like that. So. Oh, you! Okay. <laughs> moving onwards. Moving onwards. It, well, it has werewolves, doesn't it? I, yep. I, I can point. I can point about little werewolves. It doesn't have weird SS dominatrix things, right? I... Oh God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think they do. I've not they got zombies. Uh, zombie, zombies are kind of. Part of the trope, so I, I quite liked the the reasoning behind that. Was they're running out of manpower? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, so it's zombie I power. Haven't, I haven't read the the Conflict Forty Seven like reason for. I know there's a rift and rift tech kind of thing, but I haven't read yep. the, the, their alternative history. So as I well, read up on that, I decide if I like it or not, and if I don't, then I'll just make my own one up. It's very interesting. It's this clear of all the political decisions, which is probably a very very smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, the models do look absolutely fantastic. The, the stuff on their Facebook page is just, oh, gosh. And does, doesn't Hitler die in the, in the assassination attempt? Is that not part of it? They don't really, from memory... They more than I do. That's interesting. I, 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 I need a back. I thought I, knew, I, thought I need a I mean, I background from the Warlord one, but I, might miss, I thought I read it somewhere. I can't remember, but I, I thought they did. They didn't really... Yeah, they didn't really talk about... Um... No, I think, I'm thinking of Dust, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't talk Careful, about we get sued if you talk too loudly about it. Um, yeah, so, Conflict 47, Clockwork, Goblin, Minis. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> William A. Scott asks, if Battlefront starts spinning up early war, oh, yes, please, in the oh, future, God. would you like to see Danish bicycle troops with really weird helmets and motorcycle units with 20mm cannon sidecars, a.k.a. from the excellent Danish movie 9th of April? Totally impractical on Battlefront's front for a campaign that only lasted a day, but really interesting otherwise. Well, as they, yeah, as the Germans sort of sashayed into Denmark and went, you're on our side, right? And they went, uh, yeah. That's you're your bacon and your beer and shut up. How's, how's it, neutrality working for? <laughs> well, interestingly, they, they didn't really, they gave the Danes a lot of, um, a lot of freedom. They, you know, they didn't impose themselves the same way as some of the other occupied territories. Oh. Yeah. 
So uh, there's that great thing where I think Hitler writes a, a lovely letter to the King of Denmark, uh, who essentially replies back with, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> the most uncommittal, yes. Yeah, it was like, oh, oh yeah, cool. Apparently so, went ballistic so about it. So good the Danes hate to see you enter. Um, oh, would, would well, I'm not really, I'm not really that fussed about early war. Oh, mate, that's because you haven't played it. First, you disgrave you, and now you're dissing early war. I just, I don't know. Just it's early the war's best. like, well, yeah, it's, it's all right. The, it's, I would say it's pretty much, it's on par with Fate of a Nation. No, no, I've I've played some. It's not on par with Fate of a Nation in any way, shape, or form. Early war desert is hilarious. It's, oh. it's... Early war desert is probably better. Of, yeah, I hated, absolutely hated playing the Polish with the I Germans. shoot you. Oh, I bailed you. Oh, but you've, you've not got back in. So now, oh, you've got me. Now I'm bailed too, but I've not gone back in. Oh, oh yeah. no! How, how big is your dead? But we're all just not doing anything. How big's your Polish rifle company? Oh, it's twenty-seven stands. Oh, is it? Oh, good. <laughs> That's a lot of oh, guys. And it's, it's fearless. Oh, it's fearless. Right. Okay. Cool. Yes. Oh, it's sat on an objective, is it? Okay. Well, I'll take my Panzer two, and um, I'm going to fire my twenty mil cannon at you. Oh. Oh, yeah, that worked well. You've got 13, sorry, 15 rifle stands in that Russian rifle company. Well, I've shot them all. What What do you mean they're all coming back from the dead? Yep, recycle. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think the thing that early war needs more than anything is a gentleman's agreement when you're playing. Because I got yeah. very sick of seeing Charbies turning up in French armies and stuff like that. Because, yeah, they existed. Yeah, they fought. But the trouble is they weren't everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, a Panzer 38T... Or 35T, it can't actually do anything. I, I don't think. Yeah, but that's it, where you t- that's where you take the the infantry and just push them off the objective. Do you? Because there's not going to be enough of them to actually get enough defensive fire to drive you off, and and they're too slow to get anywhere else. You, you lure them in one side, then rush bum rush the other one. It's a real mm. game of movement. I didn't like why, it. Which is why the Panhard company was such a pain in the ass because it was just whizzing around everywhere with its little pop pop cannons. Not a fan. Ah, I think I think you'll change. I, I think you'd really enjoy it once you get into it. It sounds Fate like you have a bad Fate experience. With us. That's it. I, I poo-poo early war. The only early war army I've got, I'm currently trying to revise for mid-war. The second you see my other Flanderstrom gliders coming in and smashing themselves into trees, and stuff, <laughs> you, you will change your mind. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, but the picture, did you see the picture of the 20 mil cannon sidecar on the motorcycle? Yeah. That yes. is excellent, and I would love one of those. That would be great. How, how did that recoil not just like flip everything over? <laughs> they probably just got off and hid in the ditch once they fired it. <laughs> it probably that did. Stop it. That, yeah, I was going to say, fire it three times, and like, oh no, you've got to go just and. Just don't be riding it when you fire it. It's a bit like the um, Italians where they used to have that, the, what was it, the breeder machine gun between the handlebars on the motorbike. Oh, yes. You think that can't, be, that can't be that healthy? No, no, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Um, Craig Ewan says uh, I saw the 2020 objective marker is being reused for this year's official Battlefront tournaments Um, the 2020 marker is the one that is a reproduction of the logo so it's either two Russian or two German infantry you get both running through a a broken cityscape oh yes yeah but for me I'm going to have to once I get my hands in it I'm going to have to add the orange black background (laughs) because otherwise it doesn't make much sense to me because it's the orange black background with the silhouette that works. So I think old school had the red and black background. That's the original one. All right, all right. All right. Well, that's proper hipster. No, no, no. I think you'll find it's red. Yeah, red, red, not red, orange. Red and black. Yeah, thank you. Red, red, red counting background. I had a version. Oh, well, it's Pan- what was yeah. it? Panzerfaust. Yeah. yeah. 
I taught Phil Yates how to play. Or um, <laughs> well, someone needs to. <laughs> Blitz his guns around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blitz Craig, his guns. Craig does then go on to say, if you could have any objective marker for next year, what would it be? Mine would be the bus from Where Eagles Dare with Clint Eastwood and Mary Ure firing MP40s out the rear window. Oh, suit you, sir. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. What would mine? Uh, I would like Jim Garvin in a dinghy crossing a river for Market Garden. I would like the the guy with the umbrella standing on uh, Pegasus Bridge. Not Pegasus Bridge. Bridge Island Bridge. Island Bridge, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his name now. It's escaping me at the moment, but um, yeah, Frost. Or Captain not Frost. It's Frost. It's, um, it's not oh. Frost. It's, it's yeah, another guy cops it. Or uh, Frost up in up in the corner shouting, "Bring out the Piet!" Oh, well, the Piet looks like bring, bring up the Piet. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, or Spears running through uh, the town of Foy. I mean, that exists as a fig already. That's the one the Band of Brothers, um, the Band of Brothers set, isn't it? Yeah, I've got the blister upstairs somewhere. Mm. That's in the stash. But think about really it. The, the guy with the umbrella is a figure as well. If I remember from the Market Garden heroes as well. Yeah, I never got those. Yep. That was nice. Yeah, interesting. Got all the other paraphernalia. Even, even the gliders, the glider pilots, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that is a really good question as to what what would you do for an objective marker. See, I remember there was that. Um, not Indiana Jones figure. I can't remember what it's called because it can. Oh, oh yeah, Illinois, it, Illinois Ford. Illinois, Illinois Ford, Ford. Yeah, but um, they had, had him had him with a not RPG um, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. I want to do that really weird ass tank from the Last Crusades. Oh, the, yeah, pan, the, the Mark Four. Yep. Panzer Four. Yeah, not. well, it's not. It's, it's like it's bizarre. It's a bizarre looking tank. It's not really any tank, but um, <laughs> it's like a World War One tank with a turret. It's really bizarre. Could but, you... uh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, Sean Connery, obviously from uh, oh the sidecar. Well. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, oh, cool. that would be good. Bike and sidecar. So for bikes and sidecars, I'd absolutely sod to put together. Yes, saying something like "I was the next man." How do you know? <laughs> she talks in her sleep. Yeah. I love that bit. <laughs> yeah, just him and Harrison Ford back to back on a chair in a burning chateau. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, they got us. God, there's, um, yeah, there's loads. Peter oh Harrison. my God, there's loads. Shares an amazing picture with the same energy as my uh, Tiger 131 slippers from the... Uh, well, the, the flaccid Somewars. The flaccid Somewars, the Tiger <laughs> 131 slippers. And it was one of those inflated Shermans. <laughs> oh, what, the, the the army group that Patton was in charge of by the Pas de Calais? One of those yeah. inflatable ones, yeah. Oh, the fake one, yeah. So uh, that's an honourable mention. Nice one, Peter. Um, and Lack of Foresight Gaming asks, have you folks ever looked at designing a fast on campaign? What would you think would be important to keep in mind when doing so? It's a good question. I, I've not. No, I once kicked around an idea trying to do I don't some... really understand them. Yeah, I once kicked around an idea trying to do a Fate of the Nation one, doing the Sinai kind of thing. Ooh. But um, but again, it's just like trying to. It's a really. It's a it's a good system, but it's quite. A, I've only a tap up. Um, uh, what's his name? What's his name from Iceland? Soren. Does, not Soren. Um, Soren's friend. Because, I can't remember his name Peter. now. No. Um. Because G. Good, uh, good, oh gosh. Yeah, him. Yeah, him. Yeah. He, he, he's done the previous ones, the Battlefronts. Yeah, he has a better idea how the mechanics work to actually know, all right, I want to try and do this as a scenario. How would I do it? Can't... It would be cool, but I need to play more of the ex- existing ones to get a feel for it. Uh, I, I, surely um, Narva Pocket would be quite cool. I'm trying to collapse the Narva Pocket. Yeah. Just games. Firestorm Budapest. Just want more games. As well. Firestorm Budapest. That's, actually, I think. 
he did. I think he did that. I want to say that's one of the ones that they did. One of the, one of the official ones. It vaguely sounds vague. Sounds vaguely familiar cool. to me. Yeah. Good question, and we'll get the wheels turning. But play <laughs> some the actually play a Firestorm campaign first before we design one. <laughs> um, but I think the most important thing with anything which is a campaign base is, is is that hard balance of giving people rewards for doing well but without making it impossible for the people who aren't doing well to win. Catch up, exactly that, but yeah. Also, without making it feel like there's no rewards for doing well. So that is the hardest part of any any campaign system. Yeah. Uh, if you can solve that question, you'll make a lot of money sending campaign systems to people. It's not easy. Uh, that is the end of Officer Questions. So we're now on to events. Um, coming up, literally, next weekend is Bunningrad 2021. At Battlefield Hobbies, fourth and fifth September. So if you're hearing this, you probably missed it, but oh well. Is that their, um, <laughs> the sec- the one the sixth one? Six six point armor yeah. thing mm-hmm. uh, by Graham Clacker. Um, hope you have a great time, boys and girls, and uh, looking forward to making it up there at some point. <sighs> he says, "I do love, I do love playing games. Such good stuff." Can you not relocate, Eddie? It's only Coventry. Well, yeah, maybe uh, Daventry, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, big pardon. Yeah, down the road. Yeah, just down the road, it's fine. I just commute every day. Why have I got no money? Oh, yeah, fuel's really expensive in this country. Um, Salute 2021 will be on the 13th of November. Um, I will be there. Flying Fez Industries may be there, hopefully, he says. So you can buy some decals off me in person. Um, to be fair, at this rate, I'll probably make more money just selling my bloody resin and metal blister overstock. <laughs> You're going for a ridiculous amount of money on eBay. Yeah, that was bong. Yeah, it was a box of probably about, what, four about 20 30 blisters like pick and mix random stuff that went for over nearly 200 pounds that's crazy absolute mad money um warfare no idea what it's in. yeah Sorry, exactly warfare. That's, that's what i might do you know sod all this listing individually i just put them all in a big box and go pick and mix waste 20 kilograms good now enjoy enjoy uh salute 2021 uh is on the 13th of november Followed shortly after by warfare 2021 at the ascot Racecourse, which is on the 27th and 28th of november um, which I am slowly, nearly at the point of getting my Americans ready for. So, I still don't know what I'm taking. Yeah, me neither, but so, I'll get the Americans done. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then uh, after that is, assuming I don't do anything for my birthday in January, we've got Dat Dat Goes Forth, which is in February 2022 at Dyson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I bet how's, that, how's that coming? Um, little... it, I have I mentioned yeah. it. I mentioned it, Dyseline. It's notionally viable. It's just that um, Axe doesn't work that far ahead in schedule, so I need to ask him a bit closer to the time. <laughs> well, we'll just it keep doesn't work that far ahead in the schedule. And we we'll keep saying about it every week, and eventually it will just happen, right? Yeah, let's go about as a plan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a I have buy-in for doing it from the missus, so you know it's all it's all viable. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely going ahead, Ben. That's definitely going ahead. Totally. I suppose because it's going to get. Axel, I want to work with you. What desert person taking? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take my British. Just take desert tigers. Three. To New oh God. Well, a tiger about that we can afford. Yeah, you get three of them in mid-war. Yeah, and one point left, and lucky. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> three tigers, three tigers well. and lucky. Bye. <laughs> oh, that's a sucky thing. So we do mash a force yep. a save. We have to re-roll it. Oh. Yes, and then you just like sort the objective. Like, exactly. Because I've only got one tiger on the board. The other two yeah. are in serve. But yeah. Um, and then I think that is it, gentlemen. Are yeah. You ready to shoot and scoop. Yeah. So tonight's dice is, um, I believe it's a custom dice. I can't see the dice website, but it's an Austro-Hungarian double-headed eagle. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think that's from their Napoleonic range. Ah, that's probably, I was looking, probably looking at the wrong sets. Yeah, what have the Austrians ever yeah. done to us, right? Yeah, I mean, so, so have the, yeah. I mean, Austrian Hungarians always strike me as not ever doing terribly well in any kind of war they ever fought in. It's about maybe coloured in the Great War. Um, so what we get them to school wise? Fives. I think it's giving fives, what? isn't it? I was going to say, which bit of Austria-Hungary? The Croats, the Bosnians, the Serbs? Which is the best bit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Not that was the problem God, I had, you, wasn't you, it? You did Napoleonic, so I thought, I thought, I thought you yeah. knew more about this. <laughs> well, the problem they always had was that the officers spoke one language and the troops didn't necessarily speak that language. Yeah, right. Uh, right. That's just officers. Which is a, it's a bit of an issue. Well, yeah, but at a more fundamental level than just these <laughs> load of old cobblers. I'm speaking Austrian. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Bosnia. Not not really sure that what that is, but thanks. Yeah, okay, Thank boss. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So we're going green, so it's fives, okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. See, I mean, when that happens with fives, you, ha- you do it more often than you do exactly. with... Um, yeah. Absolutely. That's the law of uh, everything. Stand the table. Stand the t- I can't get it to the table. It's a five! There we are. We're <laughs> So once again, we're going to be doing that point that um, Darren always makes that we're far too successful on our dice rolls. But yeah, yes. supposed to tell anyone. But, the, the trouble is, the trouble is though, that's not true in real life. So it's yes. true for this. But I can't remember <laughs> the last time I passed a shoot and scoot that I actually wanted to pass. Yes. <laughs> Great but, you know, it was a life or death it one. Matter. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, the Armored Training Record podcast you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoot, the Planes World podcast, and the team of Breakthrough Assault in the Coat UK. Was brought to you by support for better for hobbies, dice of war, and flying fez industries. Are you going to pay for sponsorship now? I was going to say, no. check in the mail, Eddie. Check in the mail. <laughs>